Welcome to Sermon q and I'm Pastor Craig in the studio today with Pastor Michael. And yesterday on June 12th, 2022, we did a message in our series, Jesus versus Evil. And the message was from John chapter 8. We talked a little bit about what it means to repent, to have a seared conscience, mostly where evil comes from. The question came up, Pastor Michael, for you today. And the question is this, how in the world do you sear a conscience? So to sear means literally to cauterize and to render something insensitive to feelings. So, so like, wait a second. I, I prefer a good sear on a steak. Uh, it's similar. It, <laughs> and uh, well, at that point, the animal has no feeling anyway. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, but the, the idea is that if you were to go lie, there yeah. should be an internal voice inside of you. Not the Holy Spirit, by the way, just an internal voice that says not good. Jiminy Cricket. Right. If you're going to go murder somebody, there should be like something that stands between you and that action of murder, right? And that's called your conscience. And every single person in the world, no matter where they're born, they all have a conscience. Uh, the idea of searing the conscience comes from 1 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verses 1 and 2. And Paul says to Timothy, and again, this is a young pastor, and he's trying to prep him for ministry. He says, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Mm -hmm. So these are people who Timothy's going to think they were in my church. And then all of a sudden they're falling prey to really terrible ideas. In fact, these ideas come straight from the pit of hell. They can't, they were mm -hmm. conjured up in the minds of demons. Mm -hmm. And, and so the idea here is that like when Paul speaks often of, of hell or James, uh, it speaks of like fire and whatnot. And the idea is that when you dabble in demonic things, you get burned. And so what he says though, is that these people, what they start doing is they get burned by these. And it says then through the insincerity of liars, whose consciences are seared. So there are these people and they are teaching terrible, terrible things mm -hmm. as good. And they have no guilt about it whatsoever because they dabbled a little too close in, in the demonic and their consciences were burned. And so these are the scariest people on the planet, by the way, when you do not have a conscience that is clear, that is active, there's nothing that stands between you and sin and harm short of social constraints and the law. And and, and sometimes the law and your friends can't see the quiet things that people are doing with a seared conscience. Uh, if you get somebody with a seared conscience who is best friends with a whole bunch of people with a seared conscience, it's one of the most dangerous groups of people. So that's Romans one, by the way, the yes, last verse of Romans one yeah. shows this pit that everybody falls into yep. that don't listen to their consciences. Correct. And it says, not only do they practice these things, but they gather around them groups who practice these things as well. It's, it, it's hard to watch. And the more you look around in this world, you'll see communities around the world that are, they have a seared conscience. Mm -hmm. You think about the um, genocide in Africa and Rwandan genocide. And it's like, how do, how does a whole nation of people just kill like this? And the consciences have been seared. So mm -hmm. there's a whole series of things that, that led up to these moments. So, uh, Let's talk about the conscience because to understand how it is formed is to also understand how it can be seared. So the conscience, very simply, it is created by God, put into every single human being, but it is reinforced by your upbringing. And then at the end of the day, as we grow up and we leave our homes, it ends up being shaped by culture. And so you have kind of three ingredients to culture. There's what everybody's born to, to conscience. There's what everybody's born with. Mm -hmm. There's what your parents do with it. 
And then there's kind of the world you live in and some of the decisions you make and how the two interact. So I, I want to take these one at a time and then talk about how to sear it because I think this is important. So number one, it's created by God. And this is the idea that there are eternal moral truths and principles written on our soul. Mm -hmm. Romans 2.15 says this, they show that the work of the law, God's basic truth, right, is it's written on their hearts. They don't even need the law because some of these things are just, it's so clearly in, on their soul says, while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. And here's the idea. This may sound a little confusing, but it's like you have God's word and then you have the conscience and the two are on the same, they're on the same page, mm -hmm. right? Because they're both from God. Mm -hmm. But then their sinful minds are like coming up with things that conflicting are Conflicting thoughts that, ex that try to excuse the behavior. Right. They try to. But, but you, both the law and the conscience are saying, no, 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 so no, no. you got to sear it in order to do it. Yeah. So the only way to sin and keep sinning is if you sear the conscience, which begs the question, how do we do it? We'll get there. But you're born with this thing. You're born with a conscience. And then moms and dads are supposed to be raising you. And what their job is to reinforce by the Bible or what he says, the law, uh, the moral code that God has imprinted on you. And so what happens is we like, let me give you an illustration of, we look around America and we see a bunch of really good moral people who don't love Jesus. Here's why, because they were born with a conscience from God and they had a mom and dad who reinforced those moral values. And by the time they got into the world, the conscience was solidified. They're generally good, moral, upstanding people who have to kind of think twice before they sin because they still have that that like guilt inside of them before they do something, you know, big, bad and crazy. And so you don't need to be a Christian to have a, a clear, strong conscience. Right. Um, that is a gift to all of humanity from God to, to restrain evil. But here's what happens when a parent teaches their child something opposing the conscience that God put inside of them. You teach the child that this voice inside of me isn't true or oh, trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're getting closer to how you see our conscience, right? But like, so you have what God put inside of every human being. And then you have the moral responsibility of every parent to teach them and to reinforce that even better with the word of God to show them that right. these are eternal truths. Right. And then the third facet of this is they go out of the world and they're shaped by culture and our friends, our job, whatever, they're going to tempt us to go against this. And every adult has to make regular decisions. Will I be faithful to who I am and who my, my moral upbringing or will I create a new path? And to create a new path is to sear a conscience. Um, if you have to kill what you God put inside of you and what your parents reinforced, um, it's going to require some very hard decisions as an adult. But we know many adults who've done this. So how do you yeah. sear a conscience? Three ways. Number one, uh, when parents teach contrary to God's eternal truths, Christian parents are otherwise. For example, our souls know lying is wrong. And if a parent teaches it's okay to lie, then you're going to sear a child's conscience. You're going to teach them that this voice inside of them is not to be listened to or trustworthy. Um, here's the second way you sear conscience. When a young person who is, they have this thing that God puts inside of them and their, their parents may even be reinforcing it, but when they are exposed to authority figures uh, who are teaching them contrary at a young age, that is unbelievably confusing. Yeah. The, the, the thing that comes to my mind are these mm -hmm. kids that are being kidnapped in, in Africa and yeah. the continent of Africa and being taught to kill. Correct. And a gun is put in their hands and they're, yep. and they're forced to kill adults yeah. because that, that can sear their, no matter what, what family they've been stolen from, yeah. that authority figure is trying to sear their conscience. A hundred percent. And that's where, so there are extreme versions of this. And then there are like 
like I would just say more every day. So you have like a 10 year old, 11 year old boy. He grows up, he's got a conscience from God. Mm. His parents are reinforcing it. And then they let him go on the internet all day long. And he's exposed to hardcore pornography. And, and, and he doesn't have the mental tools to even like have self-control anything, even to understand the weight of what he's looking at. And these things are in battle with each other. Right. Mm. Um, Or, or you work, with your son, I'm just thinking, this is my example to um, form him, but then you send him over to kids' houses and they have no moral framework. They're teaching him the opposite. Uh, the kids are terrible. They're doing, they're lying and stealing and cheating and doing things. And you know what I mean? So like, these are the, these are these moments where as parents, like we look at people and say, look how terrible they are. And I think to myself, I wonder what happened in their home Yeah, because so many, so many of the seared consciences Yes, some happen as adults, but a lot of them happened as, as they were kids because either parents seared it or they exposed them or permitted environments where they exposed to things yeah. where authorities were contradicting God's mm-hmm. word. I mean, the entire gender discussion right now um, is, okay, so we, we can say this. It is clear to every child there are boys and there are girls and et cetera. And, and gender is a lot clearer to young kids whose consciences haven't been seared. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then even parents are, are reinforcing this. And then they send them to educational systems and in culture and communities and authority structures that are contradicting it. And then we wonder why our children are confused. Well, you're sending them to a place where authority yeah. figures are speaking into their life for eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or 12 hours a day. You know, insidi- so it's a challenge. It's just uh, insidious is a word that I love yep. because basically Satan is after your kids Yeah. because if he can get them young, he can make them who he needs. He can get them for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. If you have a moral adult, again, Christian or not, by the time your conscience is formed as an adult, if it is somewhat moral, um, it's Satan's gonna have a lot harder time getting you to do terrible things. You know, there's a third way to see our conscience. I think this could be the most important for anybody listening it is when I want to talk to now more of the adult side of things. Okay. So you've got your foundation, your parents have reinforced it. You're going into the world. Let's say you're a believer or not. You're a Judeo Christian. You got a good moral founding, right? To make a willful decision that goes against your conscience is one of the most dangerous things because the conscience will put up a fight, but only for so long. Mm. There, there are some things it's like the more evil a behavior is, the less of a fight the conscience will put up. Mm. So it's why in um, countries where kids are, are kidnapped and they're told to kill people, the first time they do it, they can barely look. Mm-hmm. And the second time they do it, it's quick. Mm-hmm. Because when, when something is bigger and heavier and more evil, the conscience gives way very quickly. It's, it's very dangerous. And there are, there are things that we need to be careful. I would tell everybody that first time, that you go against your conscience, that might be the most dangerous time because I cannot guarantee you that your conscience is going to be active enough to do any you any good the next time you face that which, decision. Which is the definition of searing. Yep. It stops it stops the feeling. Yep. It stops the guilt. It yep. stops the emotion. And you're able to walk through these doors proudly and boldly. And, yep. and it, it, even better if you can surround yourself with people that agree with you that what you're doing yeah. is not necessarily wrong. 100%. It's, it's interesting because when you think about, I'm just fascinated by this, smaller sins like deception, the, the conscience lasts much longer, but with every time you do it, it gets quieter yeah. and quieter and yeah. quieter. And this is part of what, this is when God talks about giving people over to their sins in Romans 1. 
it's not like God jumps in and says, boom, and like, you know, whacks your head and you're given over to something. And he doesn't have to make a decision. He's already built it into the human condition that if yeah. you sear a conscience or if you stifle a conscience or quench the spirit, um, they by nature, by the design, get quieter. Mm. And if it gets quiet enough, when you're there, you have been given over. I don't think we give God enough credit. No, he's a genius. Be- because we come out of the womb and he has given us this fallen or yeah. saved or wh- wherever you everybody even if you don't care about god what whatsoever yeah he's giving you a barrier yeah to keep you from being as evil as you can be right amen and all you got to do it's called a conscience it's called a conscience but yeah. if you sear it enough you'll be as evil as you can be <laughs> well. and and when you when you take a seared conscience and put it into a lawless environment with no social constraints you are now in sodom and Gomorrah. the good thing about all of this is <clears throat> consciences can be redeemed yep Right. Amen. Uh, Romans 12 is one of my favorite passages. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercy of God, present your bodies as living sacrifice, acceptable unto God, which is reasonable. And do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing yep. of your mind. Yeah. So that's that's giving it over to the Holy Spirit, and allowing him to build a brand new yep. conscience. And, and, but it's even better than conscience when yeah. the Holy Spirit's at work. Yeah, he, he rebuilds it according to the word of God. And now it's not just some ethereal emotion you have. It's a rooted principle, which is yeah. why it's so important for parents to teach their kids to reinforce what God has put inside of them with the word of God, because now it goes from a feeling to a principle. Yeah. I can live by principles. Feelings are kind of like uh, right. elusive, you know, so yeah. Yeah, not there, but. Well, Pastor Michael, thank you for that talk on conscience and how important it is for us to listen to conscience and the blessing it is from God. Join us next time as we handle more questions on Sermon Q&A.